The Truck and Driver podcast is sponsored by Snap Account, the all-in-one payment solution for truck parking, washing, tolls, and more. Right then. Hello. You finished? Have you, have you finished rustling before I start officially? I'm just, Are you sitting comfortably? I'm just starting rustling. Right. Go for your life. Let's do this. Oh yeah. Let's do this. Yes. Hello and welcome to the Fucking Driver Podcast. My name is Biggie Rankin. And this is Rustling Chris Madison. I'll be in bother because he didn't like rustling. I'll stop now. Good afternoon. Bruno, Bruno Madison. You yes. Yes, currently operating on uh, social media as Bruno Madison, named after one of my Bedlington Terriers, because I'm on the Facebook naughty step once again, but this time I've excelled and not got my usual seven days. I've got 30 days, so I'm really naughty. Dare I even ask what it was for? You'll probably just edit it out if I tell you, so it's probably not worth asking. Ah, okay. I know it's hard to believe, but I may have been offensive to someone of a of a different persuasion. Let's just leave it at that. Eh? Uh, mm. well, you know, it's easily done, and you can get. Um, I noticed that they're going. That Facebook's like um, net. Their automated detective system thing seems to go back and search through people's posts like retrospectively. See something you said in two thousand and nine. You can back and um, catch out today. Um, yeah. They got me last year, Halloween, um, a post from 2015, which was fine in 2015, which mm. came up in my memories and I thought, oh, that's still funny. So I reposted it for Halloween last year and then got promptly banned for seven days. So they mm. they send you the bait, you take the bait, they catch you, you know, and reel you in. So uh, I got on. It's an amazing mind, we're, yeah, we're recording this on Saturday afternoon, which is a slightly... Well, it's a, it's a very unusual time for us to be recording the podcast, but it just sort of worked out. You've been back in the office clearing up some paperwork and things. How are you getting I've, on? Because it's been a few weeks since we last yeah. recorded. Well, it's just impossible to do this, isn't it? Because we can't get, because we're always somewhere else. And I'm just that busy at the minute that I don't know my ass from my elbow. So we're doing what we can do. Um, mm-hmm. We've kept making these little dates to come and have a go and then I'll get home at 10 o'clock or, you know, it's yeah. just not, it's not happening. So think yourselves lucky you've not had to listen to any of these cobblers for uh, a week or three, but unfortunately we're back. So um, <laughs> tough. There's all sorts going on at the minute and there's things to look forward to. There's things that's happened in the last few weeks. There's all kinds of stuff. So, uh, but as I, how are you getting, how, how's the food getting on? Because um, I think the last time we left it, you were getting, you did some interior work done on it. Um, and you just got it back, I think. Aye, it's grand. Um, Steve Twig, famous ex-driver of Lowfields, big fancy tag axle daff of a few seasons ago. He uh, He's a demonic interior painter and fettler. He, uh, he says, come on, let's have a do. So he managed to source a full set of spare panels, dashboard, cupboard doors, all that sort of stuff, and promptly painted them, same colour as my ridiculous steering wheel. And... Lucy, eldest daughter, she had already done some of that Alcantara stuff on some other panels. So essentially, oh, look, a backing dog. Excellent. Um, essentially, front end, windscreen above and below dash panels and all that's finished now, and it looks pretty snazzy. 
Um, but it's made Rustic Cab look like an empty warehouse from 1983. So we've got to find a way now to budget for cab roof, back walls, etc., etc. Otherwise, it's uh, it's all fur coat and no knickers, as they say in these parts. So uh, I've mm-hmm. got West Coast Custom Craig's only doing me some smooth engine covers, mats, and what have you, and. He didn't do seat covers, oddly, but somebody else is doing me some matching brown seat covers because now we've gone uh, cream and brown everywhere. Those red seat covers with Madison's mm-hmm. emblems on look a bit like a spare cock in a convent, as we like to uh, like to say at Sunday school. So, yeah, interior's coming on. Um, I just r- regret darting ahead a couple of years ago and getting that bunk panel done in, uh, in uh, dark red because that's the way we were going then, but obviously... I have to get some vinyl paint and paint that or spend another 400 quid on another damn bunk panel but uh, <laughs> <sighs> it's uh, it's one of the uh, in things at the moment kind of nice warm cream and brown interiors did you see uh, there's been some really nice ones come out of late um, did you see that um, Dutch S-way that had all been done with a brown and sort of um, cream alcantara on it that was, ve- that was really nice I did yeah. I'm glad I'm not paying for that yeah <laughs> Mm. That probably cost about the same as the bloody truck that did. Yeah, I, I, it's the oh sort of money God. I'm looking for, you know, to be paying for a wagon, I think, to a price of interior. <laughs> so she needs a chassis doing again because Scania's abysmal oh. paint job of four years ago is crap. Okay. It's People think I'm mental. Oh, what's wrong with it? But, you know, if you know what you're looking at, it's, it's shocking. Um, I have a new fifth wheel and slider I bought, brand new, from a chap. That's got to go on, so... I've worn slider out, teeth in slider bed, and I could, you know, you could drive a bus through gaps. So that's to do. I've just got to find somebody that's got time and wants to crack on and do it, but she'll get done at some stage. Um, obviously, I've done nothing at all this year, show wise, because, you know, we've just been working and there's been yeah. nothing to look forward to, particularly. So, you know, ass and we're off. So she's a bit yep. of a, she's a bit of a scrap heap challenge, chassis wise, but um, I'll have to live with it. The rest of it's looking well, though. The paint looks well on it um, in the photos because it seems to be it seems to be getting packed quite a lot. Um, and it's looking, I, well, I, suppo- looking I suppose, you know, she's going places she's not been, so people on bridges up and down M5 and that have, uh, have got plenty of enthusiasm for having a do because they've not seen her before. And, I, you know, I'm getting waved at by hundreds of folk up and down that, you know, plainly no wagon. How are, you, how are you enjoying um, going to these new places and things? Because you've been away down in, well, you've been heading towards London and Kent and you've been away down in the southwest of England um, oh, with, your, your, with your lettuces and, and stuff like that. How yeah, you, loving it. Actually, Absolutely loving it. It's, uh, it, you know, it's farm spec. That suits me fine. I'm, uh, you know, it's not my kind of thing. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a dairy farming freak from Hill, from Hilly Pennines. But no, it's good to get down and see big tackle working, and that is it's grand. Um, funny you mentioned Kent. We went off at a alarming rate at the beginning into Kent, but I've not uh, I've not ventured into any of those lately. I seem to be doing a lot of uh, Devon. I do That's one or two nice a week. It'd be nice getting down there. It's quite scenic and things. Although the traffic can be. Um... Pretty awful at times. Holiday makers, and things. How have you found found that? It was. Half term last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was before lockdown 
sort of lifted phase two lifter, whatever it's called. It was brilliant. I could smash down there in five and three quarters, really. But now it's uh, go around Bristol and Avonmouth and Western Supermare, that bit through there, dearie me. Um, I'm going down Monday. I've, uh, I've got a load at six and then get down to painting on Monday with a fridge full. So we'll see if it's any quieter this week with schools being back. Let's hope so, because last week was horrendous. I had to run just a nose of a 10 to get back up to Gloucester services last week. And previously I could smash Gloucester in a good nine. So we wasted an hour pressing about round Bristol. But if I don't get Gloucester and have to stop at Bridgewater, it means I'm basically knackered day two. You know, I need to get as far back up as I can to get out done on day two. There is a a truck, in fact, it's not that much further up. There is a truck stop in Bristol that I never went to when I had the... The first SWA, the 570, mm-hmm. I was go- I was going to book in there, but I ended up in the chipping and pit stop instead um, because of the way things worked out. But there is a truck stop somewhere right um, in, like, Avonmouth. Ah, Avonmouth. used to stop there years since. It, um, never, it was... I don't know if it would be any use to you. Um, to get I think you Yeah, we used to stop there. We used to... Um, there were a Renault, a main agent, a Renault dealer next door. So I think... Ah, it was Last one of the ones I, I was going there, to visit, but I didn't. Somebody had been through fence at night into Renault dealership, nicked a load of alloy wheels off one of the Renaults and left it on bricks, on blocks. Yikes, when was that? Oh, that's years ago. I were on for Bingham's, Steve Bingham's then, driving for them. So that will have been 99, 2000 maybe. And that was... Uh, hmm. That was fairly impressive stuff, like breaking through and doing that and leaving it on blocks and nobody heard a thing. But anyway, full set of Alcoas had disappeared from Arena, thus devaluing it by half. (laughs) (laughs) The the Avon Lodge, I think it was called. There used to be a bloke in there with a CB shop, accessories and what have you, and he... If you took your badge off the front of your truck, whatever it was, Volvo badge or Fodden Kite or whatever, and you, and you left it with him for a week, he used to sit there and painstakingly drill it with a dentist drill and put little LED lights into it for you. Because oh. uh, Mark Grundle, that were at Bingham's with us, he had a really nice anniversary FH silver edition contraption. And he, I think I think Mark got his done down there. It looked brilliant. It didn't look like somebody had done it at home in the kitchen and, you know, glued a load of nasties on from uh, CDC oh. really well. So I don't know if that chap's still going because if he's if he's still there, he's probably 90 now. But anyway. Anybody, anybody know? Yeah, it's, um, it's only 33 miles further up the road than Bridgewater, so it's not giving you a huge... No. It was fairly grim. From what I remember, it was fairly grim. It's got good reviews. It's a bit. Well, um, it's probably been decorated since then, uh, but back then it was fairly minging, to be honest. But, uh, I can't. It's um, not one. Well, uh, no, I see what you mean. I bet the outside of it, it looks like sort of well, weird. The outside of it looks kind of like Cumbermould council houses. How curious! It looks I'm nice pretty sure. Anybody ever been? Let us know. <laughs> I think there was something strange there with barrier that you couldn't get out before a certain time in the morning. So if you wanted to go. At three, you, I don't think you were allowed out. Because they put a barrier down at night, they didn't have a man on. So I think if you wanted to get out, you had to arrange it so somebody would let you out. It, it was something odd like that. Anyway, it was a, it was a funny spot, but there you go. Um, somebody must, I would imagine somebody would end up just driving through it one morning and not noticing. <laughs> just banzai, crash. <laughs> All right. Snap were good, from what I remember. Um, 
Pictures look good from the food anyway. Just looking good on that. Yeah, it's it's one of them. You see, every mouth had. If we're being busy, I'd break into a ten just to get there. I might as well push on and squeak ten minutes over to get to Gloucester because then at, at least from Gloucester I can bang it back up to Alden in one go. At morning, yeah. you see, it's just yeah, that extra, that. you know, that extra sort of kick. I can be up and I can be back at Alden for nine-ish then, so we're not so bad. But anyway. And there is, there's some awkward bits in the country where you're kind of like stuck between, you can't quite get where you're wanting to be. No. With the, the space between truck stops anyway, you know. I just, yeah, you could go on the deeply sloping and piss-stained wasteland that is Tamworth Services, couldn't you, I suppose? Oh, oh, is, it yeah. a, is it Upwood Park last one up 42 before at five, I think, maybe? That's really slopey and, and pissy. That's horrendous, but anyway... Oh. Not for me, services. No, n- me neither. No, I'm not a fan of them at all. Um, I'm not. Not that I'm doing any. I'm um, I'm desk bound until um, after convoy in the park in August, unfortunately. Mm. But I did go to Brands Hatch last week. Um, for the I saw that. Season, which was, which was the first time I'd been at like a show event since I think the um the Telford, the Show Motions event, uh, the Truck Expo in October 2019. Um, and well I think did I go to the yeah the truck racing fireworks just after that they were the last things that I did so it was um, uh, I, I made the unfortunate choice because I was so busy with editing and sitting at my desk I drove down on the Saturday and then drove back up on the Sunday in the car so it was a hell of a lot of driving for not much time but so much bloody work to do um, that I couldn't um, see any other way around it, unfortunately. But it was nice. There were some nice, tr- nice trucks there on show. I don't. There weren't that many, but I'm not sure how many people actually knew that the thing was going ahead and that you could book mm. your trucks in because they didn't seem to do a lot of advertising of the event in general. Um, Be like the British truck racing folk, you could actually watch the truck racing live on YouTube, um, and I didn't even know that. I got tagged in a tweet for trucking driver for it. And I was like, yeah. oh, really? I, I didn't know that. You know, if they'd sent me a press release yeah. in advance, I would have advertised the fact that you could watch the racing from the comfort of your home, but they didn't, which I thought was a was a bit odd. But um, yeah, it was nice to catch up with some people um, and see some new trucks. Justin Warriors um, just built that F that F sixteen, the J Edge one. Yeah, Good. I saw that. It's one of these. I look at things. I, I don't know how get these guys built these things. It's just beyond. It, it's I, incredible. I the thing, it looks, it looks um, exactly like it would have done, if not better than the day it came off the factory. This J Edge Volvo FH16, um, it's perfect down to the fact they let me have a, a sit in it, and I was like, this steering wheel looks like it's brand new, and he's like, it is brand new. <laughs> Just an incredible job. So yeah, I've, I've got to go and do the. Um, I'm going to go and visit them because we've got. It's only what three weeks until. Convoy on the plane at Thruxton, so that'll be the next time I'm heading. Um, possibly the next time I'm heading down south. The ADS, ADS Truck Parking in Stoke has an event um, 26th and 27th of June. I think they're having a bit of a truck show event there. So um, I've parked in there a couple of times, and they're um, they're good guys. It's a proper like old school truck stop. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen uh, good reviews of that place. Everybody raves about him. He's a t- Seems to be a top bloke, which is good Next news. Driver. So I was thinking right. I'm, I might go down to that. It's, it's only at Stoke, which um, isn't too bad um, for me to go down and back in the car. If I was to go down on the 
the Saturday and back up on the Sunday. That's all, That's not as bad as Brian's hatch. That was a bit. Um, that was a bit tedious. I to come drive back up in the car the, the, the day, like the afternoon before the show mm. closed, at, closed at Brands. But mm. it's just, um, the way that it is, I've got that much um, bloody magazine stuff to do. I was um, mm. when you when you when you text me, I've been because it's been deadline this week, and that's the um, what issue is that? The July issue has just gone to press. So um, and now I've got two issues to make in six weeks because the next two are only on sale for three weeks apiece because we are continuing to insist that we make 13 issues a year, which is something that harks back to 15, 20 years ago. There's no need to do it. I might start a petition to get people to sign it, to, so I only have to do 12 a year instead of Aye. 13. I don't think anybody would miss it because um, they followed, Truck and Driver followed suit <laughs> to do 13 a year because trucking or trucking international magazine did it um, a few years ago, and trucking magazine have dropped down. They're not doing tw- thirteen anymore, so I don't see why I have to. Aye. I've just been a. I've, I just I walked into my parents are sweating all the alcohol out me because I've been sitting in the house at my desk boozing all week. So I need to bloody get out and get fit. And get I've got a nice drop here. Just a minute. This is lovely stuff. This is Acorn Brewery Barnsley Bitter. Fantastic right. stuff. All right. It's a session ale. It's 3.8%, so you can do a crate while you're uh, while you're typing and not make too many mistakes. It's gorgeous stuff. I didn't like the look of it because label's not attractive. You know, I'm a bit fickle. I'm attracted to beer in bottles, bite labels. Uh, uh-huh. But last night, uh, they didn't have any Doom Bar last night, so I thought, we'll give this Barnsley a run out. It's, uh, it's fantastic stuff. So that's uh, that's going on my list. Uh, t- I might take a crate of that to Whitchurch next weekend instead of bloody Stella for a change. That's um, the next event on the calendar. So you're, go- you're going to Whitchurch? Yeah, we're booked in. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping, Mister Mister Hall will get me a trailer down to uh, Newport Friday night, Saturday morning, so I can do the Lettuce Express, and then I've got a friendly farmer up in. Uh, Eccleshall, so I can drop a trailer in in farm up there and then gather it up on Sunday to come back. So, failing that, that we'll just go down Bobtail like a right rebel from Barnsley because there's uh, usual suspects in our yard going down Ferns team. And that, I think if Richard's not working anywhere mental, uh, his new 650 has gone on the road yesterday. That'll be there. That's something to look at, I'll tell you. And his Volvo. With his uh, XXL cab on, you know, at Big Bedding, that's on the road yesterday as well. So they're both finished and pretty bloody both, stunning, to be yeah. fair. Mm, still, uh, looking for, um, mm, still looking for still looking for I like um, I do like it when people get in touch because of something that we've said in the podcast. You know that people say, you know, um, yeah. When I say that we're looking for trucks, or you know, we're talking about various issues, people do get in touch. It's always really nice. But um, mm-hmm. right, what's what's Fernsey six fifty like? What is that like an S cab? What is it? Tag yeah, Midland. Yeah. S six fifty four wheeler. It's gorgeous. Ooh. It's it's a catwalk on it as big as Wembley. You could play table tennis across it. It's a checker plate like mine with tops shaved off and red and lacquered. It's ferns green and red and white like he's seven thirty. It's it's a lovely thing and he's um, he's had it back over to special interiors for a, a big session it's come back yeah. and it is, it's a beautiful thing so 
No doubt that'll be getting spotted this weekend because he's, he's running between, I think, RAF, Mildenhall and Newport in Wales this weekend. So keep an eye out on M4 Corridor for that. Because he's running with Volvo as well. Nigel's running with him, same. So they're both running Mildenhall down to mm. Newport for the military. They look stunning, a pair of them. Both bull bars on. Um, both those new trendy spotlights on that cost you a fortune, you know, it, Bit through mm. middle, uh, mm, uh, it told me how much they are. I've still, uh, I've still got to come to terms with that. But anyway, um, yeah. So they're on road, and I think his dad, bless him, seventy-five. He's been on that Mildenhall job or Lake and Heath. I can't remember which one, Lake and Heath or Mildenhall, either or. He, uh, he's been on that job all week. Stephen, seventy-five-year-old, steaming up and down like a like a legend in his tea cab. He'll be home tonight. And uh, I imagine T-Cab will be getting a wash and a, and a fiddling with this week in time for Whitchurch for next weekend. Yeah, I think that will shape up to be a really good show because there's a there's a um, a lot of really um, high quality trucks are going to that, and um, yeah. guys that have been guys that have been cruelly deprived um, yeah. any sort of sort of social interaction and events for so long now. This could be an mm. absolute um, an absolute cracker. Yeah, I hope you have a good time at that. Aye, that's sort of like. And weekend after that, I think, unless I've got my dates wrong, I'm booked into Devon as well, which, again, is really dependent on whether we get a trailer down to Payton on Friday or Saturday morning to tip at Sutton's, and then I can call on my way back up because uh, I'll be able to probably leave trailer at Bridgewater if I ring him and uh, ask him if I can pin lock it and what have you, because it'll only, it'll only be empty anyway. So. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a good one, that as well. That's, that's something you would never, you would, you would um, have previously um, been able to go well, to. I booked in last year, um, and then obviously we got it got boshed, and we ended up having that virtual Devon Truck Show. Do you remember online voting mm-hmm. type thing? And the old girl won best senior, perhaps best something anyway, best old codger. Yeah, and um, I thought, well, I'm going to have to go next year because. Well, I'm kind of flattered that amongst all Scanners and Volvos and that, she got first peg on that and um, sent me a startling amount of prezzies, you know, prizes uh, from White Diamond, gallons of bloody White Diamond this and White Diamond that and cloths and the rest of it. So much appreciated. I did tell Mr. Quartley that I'd, uh, I'd get myself down this year and I was kind of prepared to run down Bobtail if necessary, but I think Stuart did mention he'd try and pin a Sutton's on me Friday or Saturday morning. Uh, and then... Um, we're not wasting gallons of diesel. But no, it'd be, it'd be good to go to that. I'm, I'm looking forward. Um, convoy, I'm not bothering this year, I don't think. So I think I get back off holiday on Saturday. So it means coming down Saturday night saying, right, kids, oh, bye. Yeah. So I don't oh, think see, I'm, mm-hmm. well, I'm curious. To, I'm quite curious to see what um, the show is going to be like at Thruxton, like this first mm. time, because it's the first time they've ever attempted it. It's in yeah. Hampshire, so it should probably attract the sort of usual, the same sort of um, demographic as the guys that goes to Brands Hatch, and there's some really lovely trucks. And at yeah. that, so um, I and there's obviously yeah. there's the um, truck racing on as well. But, um, I tell you that, um, so that should be quite a big event. I've got, I'm in the process of doing the program for it. And there's a whole load of support races at it as well. So yeah. A busy, um, a busy weekend that, and that's um, first weekend in July, and then I don't know. Yeah, that's I haven't, 
I don't know anything in the calendar beyond that first weekend in July because that's just all my all points are focused on that. I did get um, an invite. I've got uh, to go out and um, with um, the Metropolitan Police Truck Crime Unit, um, who has got some. Um, this is the only devoted one in the country, um, which works within the N25. Um, and they've got guys on there that are like ex-truck drivers, um, and they're like quite heavily involved in sort of dealing with um, a lot of organised crime related to trucks. There should really be units like that all over the country. But yeah, um, yeah. I spoke to the, the guy and Rick Wenham from their, their place, and he reached out to us and he said, would you like to come out with us and see what we're doing and all that? And I said, yeah, I'd love to. That would be great. So I'm, I'll try and... Um, I'll try and factor that in and around being down south for the Thruxton event. Yeah. Maybe I can go and do it just on the other side of it and things. That should, that should be quite good. And of course, well, this week um, was uh, the launch of the new DAF. Oh, yes. Which um, was unveiled to the world. Um, mm. So, um, this was um, a truck that's been seven years in the making. The new DAF, completely new cab. The um, the old shape, um, what would you call it? The cab tech cab that's been in production for over 30 years, um, although um, heavily revised over all those years, is going to be, um, it's not long for this world. Um, curiously, no. you can start, what they did mention was, um, that when the new trucks come out, you will still be able to buy the old truck for a while. So if you want an old shape XF, um, well, I think this is mainly going to apply to people that want a manual gearbox because the new trucks do not have manual as an, as an option. Boo, so this is, yes. this is your, if you want um, to get in on, get your orders in for manuals, this is your last chance with DAF. And I believe Scania are following suit for 2022 with deleting manuals perhaps. So, Get your orders in. The lead times and trucks are pretty insane just now as well. You know, yeah, the other stuff just now, you're getting it in like a year's time. I've got this on my little list of bullet points there, lead mm -hmm. times. It's interesting you picked that up. I spoke to somebody only yesterday who'd inquired about a new Scania, uh, and he was told he can have it in September 2022. That's, Get on. That's, that's exactly what I was told on it this week as well. 2022, hellfire. Mm, you could have gone bust by then or you know or join the moonies and it's a long time in it to be so yeah okay we'll have one you can't do that i mean obviously knock on effect to that is uh directly smacking me in the ghoulies because as you know i'm i'm keeping one eye open for a new one well yeah. new to us anyway but obviously people are gonna hang on and hang on some yeah. more i mean i uh I inquired quite seriously for a change last week before last about an S500 tag that came up and she was lovely. And I thought, right, I'm on the phone. So I was on the phone. I'd arranged to go see it Monday. This was Friday. By mm. Monday, it, it was gone straight away. Oh, gone two days sold. And it was ridiculous money. But as he said, as a guy selling it told me, he says, I'm paying ridiculous money for these. So, you know, what can I do? Yeah, it's, um, it's squeak. It's, um, squeezing the value of used trucks quite yeah. um, seriously oh, yeah. as well because people can't get people simply can't get a hold of anything and you know mm. you could pick up certain models of truck now brand new and probably run them for a year and then so sell them for what you paid for it if not more than yeah. you paid for it there's a few teams do that anyway isn't there? you know in normal years there's a few 
a few mm. firms do that, but now I think anybody could do it. There's a premium on everything. I mean, that was an 18 play, just shy of 500,000 clicks on it, and it was 92 as it stood. It's um, yeah, major money, that like. Aye, um, it is, but you know, it's supply and demand in it if you want it and you need it, you've got it to is. have it. I think, uh, yeah. Well, th- mm. thankfully, thankfully, the old girl is um, continuing to provide reliable service. She is, but if more of these bloody hovels like Birmingham it, yeah. sneak these pointless political bloody zones in, I mean, there's been hell on in Birmingham because you know the populace, the voters of Birmingham didn't want this anyway, because it's cars, vans, taxis, buses, and us. You know, we're 50 quid a day to go inside that inner ring road, but people going to work in Brum now, £8 a day to go to work. Now, as you know, a lot of areas in Birmingham aren't exactly what you'd call affluent, and these people can't afford Euro 6, AdBlue, Audis and the rest of it, so they're going to get rogered. Exactly. It's, it's Edinburgh talking about it as well, and it's directly um, hitting... People mm. like the lower income side, um, people that have probably been hit the hardest by the pandemic yeah. and, and everything. And the worst of it all is that the government for many, many years told people to buy diesel cars. They said, mm. don't buy a petrol. They made it less attractive to buy petrol cars. And now yeah. they're, they're demonizing diesel vehicles, which are being replaced not because they get old, they're naturally taken off the road and scrapped anyway. Um, so mm. there's no there's no need to penalise people, in my opinion. As it's all just um, politics. Just uh, It's a um, horrible, horrible way to go about things, To go, especially as we're trying to get out this bloody pandemic well, if, as well. So, If you were cynical, which I know you're not, you're really open-faced and optimistic, aren't you? But if you were a cynic, um, you may think Birmingham Council have thought of a great way to boost post-COVID revenue because they're skint. Now, if there are 100,000 vehicles a day going in and out of that zone in Brum and, you know, 70% of those are going to be cars, do the maths, £8 a day, mm-hmm. 70,000 vehicles a day. There won't be a lot of trucks going in and out now because, you know, as you know, most at lorries now are Euro 6 and uh, mm-hmm. it's just those morons that keep running this whole stuff. So well, they're, they're going to make a fortune. It's yeah, not about emissions, anyway. this, is it, in air quality? It's about yeah. fundraising, because if they wanted you to clean up that city, they'd say, right, from next year, 1st of January, you know, we'll give you a year or whatever, there'll be nothing in this town that's not Euro 6. It's banned, the end. You know, ah, Sweden style. It's dirty, it's banned, it's not coming in. Whether you pay eight quid or 50 quid, it's not coming in, done. That's about air quality. This is about fundraising and sound bites and political point scoring, and it sucks. It's bollocks. It does. It's so, it's so frustrating, like I say. It's, it's not going to make the air any cleaner either. No. Nope. It's not going to make any difference in that in that respect whatsoever. But, um, I mean, going back to the lead times on trucks is caused by the shortage of raw components because of, like, mm. the lockdown and they can't get, um, it's to do with like semiconductors and chips. And the manufacturers yeah. of everything are affected by this. When I bought my fancy new laptop last month, um, I just, I went and bought the 2020 model um, instead of waiting for the 2021 one because nothing was showing in stock anywhere. And I wasn't in the least bit bothered about having something that wasn't brand Aye. new because I'm at the time that I keep it. But you can't get, you can't get like the latest editions of laptops and PCs and things because no. there's just a, a backlog and all of this and it's the same for all the 
all the truck manufacturers, and I wonder if it might um, it might um, play to the advantage of you know some of the other manufacturers if they if they've got stuff off the shelf, you know people will be more apt to take it. You know previously, you know um, it might give the likes of MAN and Iveco uh, and Renault a boost if they've got um, stuff on the shelf yeah. and like you can't get your you can't get your preferred Swedish product, for example. So, Renault's in the um, same same state, yeah. really. I mean, Scott Miller, a mate of mine, runs a couple of T uh, T range, and he's been waiting for a wiring loom for his headlights for months because of this same problem. Mm-hmm. There's no parts. There's just no stock available mm-hmm. anywhere for Renault's. He just cannot get bits. Um, it's in every walk of life. I mean, it's cement shortage again. Like we had it first lockdown, yep. you couldn't get cement anywhere. Well, builders around here have been limited to five bags a day. And if you're on a... That's uh, economic... You try to drive an economic recovery and you can't have builders having like the cement that they need to go and do their jobs. Mm. And everything. Jeez, oh. So I, how that comes about, I, I've no idea because obviously, you know, British gypsum up at uh, near Penrith, blah, 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 down at Midlands. I can't really see what the uh, Brexit level of interference will be or what COVID's got to do with it because they got back into production sort of middle of summer last year and went hell for leather. So I'm not really sure what's driving that shortage, but it's there and it's real. Uh, loads of stuff uh, loads of stuff in relation to um, Brexit and things is levelled out now anyway as yeah. uh, various companies have got their head around the paperwork and things. I think that one of the main problems with it, um, the issues that's got to be resolved uh, issues with Northern Ireland. But like mm. in the UK, there's um, like all, all the exports and imports and things. That I was looking at graphs the other day online and things are returning to where they sort of were before in, including your sort of um, trucks go, coming in from Europe as well it's all kind of mm. uh, that's kind of returning slowly um, I've seen some interesting um, looking sort of foreign trucks stopped by the DVSA over the past sort of week or so <laughs> but, um, yeah. but and, and yeah. unfortunately British ones as well um, yeah. there was quite a lot of um there was a, a guy with a... Did you see the trailer with the axle that had just about broken off it? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Stance and things there. Eh? Just, uh, uh, there was some interesting stuff like that. But um, what, did, what, did we start talking about the new DAF? Yeah, yeah, we did. We started off about DAF and then veered off somewhere. Yeah, the new DAF. I ran about something. Yeah, the, the, first... new DAF, the new DAF, XF, XG and XG+. Plus. Starting the first new October. truck that's come out in the last 10 years I actually like, that one. That one. Big, that, is, mm. that, is major, that is major news, that. Um, I think um, I think they've, they've bided their time with it. Um, yeah. it, it, it looks to me like they're going to very much got it right. Um, mm. you know, hopefully they've, they will be able to factor in some improvements to the, the traditional daft mode as the wiring Mm-hmm. Um, so they said they've done 20 million kilometres in researching the things for testing. So, you know, hopefully that aspect of it will have been taken well into account. Um, they've done a hell of a lot of work um, under the skin. The thing's got a whole new chassis. I mean, it's completely new. Um, yeah. The engine, um, well, the power, it was slightly disappointing to see that the power output remains at 530 horsepower, but the engine... Both the MX-11 and MX-13 have been completely reworked. They've got new turbochargers, new after-treatment systems, cylinders, 
um, pistons and everything's been um, everything's been reworked on it. And there's now two thousand seven hundred newton meters of torque in top gear for the five thirty. Yeah. Um, so I think it's almost certain that you will see them boosting the power um, beyond five hundred and fifty, maybe as high as five hundred and seventy, maybe. Uh, in the in the not too distant future, which is exactly what DAF needs. But the cab, um, I think the cab looks fantastic on the inside. It's got like the craftmatic yeah. adjustable bed in it. Yeah, not I think it's brilliant. Yeah. You know, you got yourself quite emotional, giddy about that new MAN, and I think they're dog ugly. I think they really are horrible, bloody no, things. No, that, no, no, I didn't get myself emotional and giddy about that. It was the Iveco S way. I got emotional and giddy. No, about you were giddy about that MAN as well. You're there. In- <laughs> documented but i think they're bloody ugly i think that daft is a beautiful looking thing and it um you know when s when s line scania came out i was devastated you know they'd done away with old scania and they brought that out i thought what is that it's like a dennis bin wagon but obviously over three years you know i got my head around the idea and people got hold of them and made things out of them made them look superb but when they first came out i thought oh my god what have you done and then mm. You know, I had that demo for a week and I thought, you know, from a driver's point of view, I could see then what they'd done because it was amazing to drive. It was a fantastic tool. You know, they'd obviously broken away from usual uh, agenda and asked the driver of five what they thought should be there and, you know, where do you want this and where do you want that? And if DAF have done that and they've Mm -hmm. got that cab as practical and as functional as, as they have Bonnie, it'll be an awesome piece of kit, an awesome thing. And I, I look forward to um, having a wrestling one of those at some point. Oh, yeah, the things that I like about it is there's no touch screens in it. Um, oh. Everything you everything you need to do is controlled by buttons, either on stocks or on the steering oh. wheel. So you're not like having to scroll and swipe through things, which is which is really good. Um, also, the cab, the XG, the biggest, the big cab, has on well, the, the XF. To start off with, the XF is going to be, I would say it's probably mostly comparable with a Scania R cab now, although it will have a lot more space in it. It's got a 175mm step in the yeah. middle of the cab, um, but that cab is going to be like for your big super fleets and it's going to be for guys that are like weight critical all the time. The yeah. XG has got a 50mm step in the middle of the cab, so it's just not quite got a flat floor which is what I, what I like that because it separates the, yeah. the two areas and it's still only four steps to get inside it. It doesn't have the five steps, so it's not really high up, mm. which, um, I think, uh, which I think is good because I always feel in the flat floor cabs, you're sort of giving away a bit of the driving, um, yeah. the driver appeal because you're sitting on top of it rather than in it. So, uh, And, of yeah. course, the bed, because they've got that little extra bit of length on it, the bed's by far and away the biggest one on the market. And it, mm. you can have it either mechanically or electrically adjustable where you can raise your back or raise your legs up. And that looks, mm. it looks brilliant, you know, especially if you're like, if, um, if you're a larger framed individual, that thing is going to be um, uh, yeah. a game changer for you. I watched a video the other night on YouTube, somebody tagged me in and it had this rather smug looking woman in it, you know, getting in, shutting the door, playing with the steering wheel, lying on the bed. And she had this really odd smile on her face all the way through the video. I found that quite quite off-putting. But no, it, it was a fairly good sort of walk around in, internally on that on that cab. And I think it's fantastic. I just um I just think they've got it right. They've actually, you know, you said it took seven years and it sometimes it's 
it's a good thing to you know to dawdle about and you should make sure and you know they've backtracked over things probably they thought oh, we'll have another look at that you know and we'll see how this works and you know they've not rushed it out here we are look at this get it buying it chaps and, and they could have done because you know we've been sort of market leader sales wise they could probably get away with anything but they oh, look yeah. like they've really you know really put their heads together on this one and uh Oh, well, the controversial—the most controversial thing—is the the mirror cam, uh, which um, it's it's an option. You know, people, mm. a few people were getting a bit sort of excited about it, but it, they don't come as standard with it. You have to tick the box for it. It's not mm. Mercedes were very kind of um, they, they were really keen. You know, that mirror cam was standard, and they would want you to take it. Daft's more like, well, it's there if you want it, and it'll yeah. be interesting to see. What, um, how the system differs to the Mercedes one, which has got a few kind of well-known um, sort of shortcomings with it, um, yeah. sort of like with, with headlights flickering in it, and it's a bit sort of fuzzy vision-wise. So it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, what the DAF system's like. It's also got um, an extra camera on it, which you can have in the A pillar that replaces your cab side mirror and your um, windscreen like your front view mirror and it's yeah. said to give much much better view than what you get out of those mirrors as standard so that'll yeah. be it'll be interesting to see but I, I like how they've just made it an option you know they're not driving it down, yeah, driving it down your throat um, of course uh, it was inevitable that uh, the manual gearbox was going to get dropped to the new truck there was no way they were going to go and tool up to go and um, for the volumes that they were, go they were going to be building of them um, I could mm. see that never happening. The CF um, is will be replaced in due course, um, and I, um, that's um, still to come. Of course, the thing now is that if you if um, if you're about to get a new truck, you know, and you've got the, you know, maybe you're you just miss out, and if you got if you you just miss out on a new shape XF cab and end up with a CF, you know, that's going to be quite like night and day between the two. Yeah, yeah. It really makes Isn't the CF it? look quite old now, but um, obviously, obviously that's going to come out. Um, I would imagine, um, sort of maybe next year, I would guess they'll, they'll replace that. So, aye. yeah, it'd be interesting now to see, you know, sort of real time, real world evaluation. I suppose you and Bob Beach and what have you will be, uh, they'll be grabbing one as soon as you can and getting that written up, will you? Um, the, the production starts in October and DAF say that they've built a limited number of them already mm. um, which so I don't know when they're first going to arrive in the country um, mm. and I don't know what's going to um, happen I don't know if Bob will end up like grabbing one first as I say I am to, um, I can't go anywhere anyway if they phoned me up and said do you want this truck in the middle of July I would have to say no so yeah. I mean, um, you'd be beyond when, when, if Sky quoting like a year's lead time at the moment then hopefully DAF are going to be able to supply these trucks it would be quite unfortunate if they um, went and um, then you couldn't get them for until like well into next year you know yeah it would be it would be a book of that one a new launch and you can't have one surely yeah. they, must be, they must be quite confident they'll be able to get them out there and get them into the yeah. get them into the market but it's now going to be um It'll be interesting to see how the sort of competitors might have to respond to that going forward if they've managed to extract that extra bit of space because the yeah. length limit the length limit has changed and they've taken advantage of um, that just that extra bit of length in the cab which mm. makes it anybody else's now because they're the first ones to do it. So hmm. yeah, no, 
we we'll just have to uh, wait then to be amazed, won't we? But I'm looking forward to them actually appearing. I got passed on Friday afternoon by something, a black contraption with panels bolted over the top of it. It was, you know, all disguised up. It was kind of like Mad Max Thunderdome type. That, uh, that does uh, sound like Bath's Yeah, track. it was on UK plates and it was whistling down, I think, I was going through Canuck maybe, and it had a Walters trailer on or an IRF, one of those ferry trailers, and it came steaming past me. And I thought, what's this coming? And it was all all panelled up, you know, and covered. I thought, I wonder why that's still running around. You'd think that would have been back and stripped a long time ago, wouldn't you? But anyway, it's, uh, if oh. that was a daft, it's still it's still an evaluation, plainly, because all latest pictures at daft's in disguise have got, like, zebra paint on them and that, haven't they? They haven't got all these um, all these reinforcement panels and stuff nailed uh, to them with rivets. Uh, that's right. Like the very latest ones are pretty much... Not disguised, they're just wrapped in. But that one, yeah, I got sent, I've been sent pictures of it a couple of times, probably as mm-hmm. recent as the week before last. It was down, um, yeah. it was down round about sort of the Midlands somewhere. And, um, yeah, I'm curious, it must still, they must still be, um, uh, evaluating it for whatever reason, or you know, with there being a shortage of trucks and things like that, maybe the operator who's running it has just said, Can I, can I hold on to it for a bit? Aye. So, you know, Aye, it's, a, it's a sinister looking thing, mm, it really uh, is. Darth Vader. Aye, it's an odd thing. I saw it coming, I thought, What the hell's that? And my first thought when I saw it in Mirror War, it was one of those Turkish built Fords. I thought, Oh, it was one of those, and then as it sort of Galloped past and it had all this armor on it. I thought, oh, it'll be a little bit test mule for daft that or something. Because there's nothing else due out, is there? Uh, no, no, there's nothing no. due out. MAN launched the truck last mm. year. The SWAs arrived. We've just did the new Volvos all arrive. Oh. Renault, Renault just launched their updated truck and Euro truck simulator. Um, yeah. So that, that's all the sort of, aye, that's oh. um, everything, everything's accounted for. For the moment, um, Aye. was it doing like? Was it doing like? Would you say a good solid fifty-six miles an hour? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I were going so well uh, when I've got those uh, lettuce cutting ciders on to go down to Newport. I'm steady around roundabouts with those because mm-hmm. you know they're heavy when they're watered. Now I think I came off a roundabout and got going steady, and then I just looked at Mary and this thing came hootling down. I thought, oh, hello. So yeah, it uh, it. it a fairly scary object. I wouldn't like to wash it either because mm. you got all gaps between panels. you got all sorts down back of those gaps, I imagine, like leaves and crap and all sorts. Um, of- once it's finished with, I dare say, it's probably going to end up getting dismantled and then crushed, as is, mm. the, as is the fate of a great many pre-production vehicles. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because in 20 years' time, it'd be worth a fortune when it were found. Um. As a pre-production model. It's the same with tractors. You know, people get really moist when they find field test tractors from years ago. They go, oh, and they do better money at auctions and hotels, really, pre-production things. But there you are. Because you do, you get some interesting, because the most truck manufacturers try out different things with these trucks, like yeah. all manner of different stuff that maybe won't, yeah. make, it, won't make it into a production truck. Um, no. just, to go, just to go and give it a go. Like for all we know, that thing's got. A, for all we know, that thing's got a Cummins fifteen liter engine in it. But, oh, uh, behave yourself! Oh. That would be that. That was that was a, something. There was an unverified rumor of that. They, they, they had been out in Australia, hot weather testing with a Cummins mm. uh, Packard. 
to do with something for Europe, but um, they, they, they really they poured cold water on that one um, when it yeah. was brought during the week. I don't, I don't think that one is going to be a goal. That's not to say that they didn't have a didn't have a muck about with it, but I don't think Daff are going to go up um, the um, yeah, yeah. Um, performance um, stakes that high with a bigger engine. I think the, no. the, the best we're going to get is more power. But having said that, if you actually set the the MX-13, if you actually go and like set it free of sort of all the eco stuff and it's kicking yeah. out 570 yeah. with 27, 28,000 newton metres of torque, and that's going to be um, uh, an absolute cracker on a 13 litre. Interestingly, on that on that video of the night when she's smiling and, you know, touching, um, camera pans around steering column and you see Ender 1 at Stalks and it's got a lovely big black button on Ender Stalk in white writing that says Eco Off. That's got to be everybody's favourite button, that surely. And a, and a daft for, for certain eye. Because um. mm. by the time it's spent 10 minutes thinking about how it can disappoint you at top of a hill for the last 100 yards and you've already smacked Eco Off and it's, uh, it's time to be on. Because... Yeah, that's a, that's the, that's the eternal thing with them that everybody comes back to, you know. They'll say, mm. say, you know, those engines have got no power, and I'm like, believe me, they do have power. They're, they're good engines. It's just that the electronics don't necessarily want to let you have it, you know. You've got no. To- no, they want your boss man to think, oh, that's marvelous. That's eighteen percent better on fuel than that Volvo. Yippee, let's have fifty of those. That's that's all it's for, I'm um, sure. Exactly. I'm sure if it came down to signing up line at uh, Motors and you were going to go and, and get yourself 100 grand off the DAF, if you set it sales rep, this is all dependent on you doing what I want you to do with that laptop. I'm sure it would be done. Aye, but when you buy it from the factory, you can have the eco um, map for the gears or you can have the performance map for the gears. And if you yeah. select the performance one, which is the thing is, I never, in, you rarely encounter them because they're all coming out pretty much with, with eco. Yeah. Um, up on it. If yeah. you've got the performance mode map, then it's, it, it behaves just like um, like a normal sort of automatic. Well, it'll, be, it'll behave like you know it won't like hold on at like eight hundred RPM forever. And, and things, so. Yeah, well, that the last five thirty that Motors gave me for a week that was in performance mode and it was fine. It was, it was fine. It was too quiet. That's I think that's half the illusion. You think you're not getting anywhere because it's not making any noise. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then you look down and you bend in speed limiter <laughs> at fifty six. You think, how the hell did I get to fifty six? So there's probably some speeding points to come for that. I don't know, but um, it's just that quiet and and there's no fuss. I mean, you know, same with seven fifty. That Volvo. Mm. If you had radio on, you'd no idea what you were doing, and you'd look down and you were, you know, you were cracking on and think, bloody hell, I've got up there sharp. It's just there's no fuss and there's no feel. There's no sort of feedback from vehicle to you like mine is all feedback obviously it's got those silly chimneys behind me it's um, and I get in something like that and I'm uh, thinking bloody hell what speed limit and you look down you think oh it's about 10 behind where I am oops back off but <laughs> it was a good tool that you know that old 530 if you want to call it that you know a few things let it down but I could have uh, I could have come to terms with one, I think, really. Um, I'd have had to have a different steering wheel on because the quality of leather on that steering wheel is akin to something you get in a Yugo from 1979. But generally, 
I'm trying to think about the leather one. The, the last that blue, I uh, was that blue space cap that I dropped off to you. That had like the two tone uh, leather on it. I do like yeah. the, the interior trim options in the new one. Do look good. I see. Yeah. I'm pleased to see that you can still get um, you can still get um, like a wood veneer option. Um, and it's yeah. not like it's not like the plastic coated sort of um, mm. that you had before. It actually looks like they've made an attempt to imitation wood. No. Which, look, which looks nice to me. It looks like a nice kind of homely, mm. homely the right word, a sort of um, comfortable, sort of inviting sort of cab mm. you know, it's not It's not all um, black and grey or what have you. It's um, nice. Well, I think we've done enough today for daft sales. You know, we can't do any more. So, if, uh, is there anything else you want? Any bullet? Anything else you want to cover? If anybody yeah, from Tame is listening, uh, yeah. I'm an XXL, and he's probably an XL for jackets. If there are any jackets coming our way for this, but you know, just saying. Um, anything else you want to cover today? Because I'm, I'm sitting here looking outside, and it's the most gorgeous day ever. Uh, Lucy, she's out there doing a college work in the garden and I'm stuck in office like a dick. So I think really what I want to cover next is a fridge full of beer downstairs and go outside. Yes. Good stuff. Ideally. Nice to catch up with you again. Um, Albert, well, you're going to be at um, Whitchurch next week. So, you know, yeah. never know, maybe I can catch you on Saturday night for some, you know, well, if you want to do one, if I want to do one, <laughs> if you if you want if you want to do one next Saturday, we'll do one by all means. But it'll have to be like this on a phone, and I'll uh, I'll drag in any worthy contributors that are wondering about. This could that could be an interesting concept, but you know, yeah, because there'll be and if we leave it till post seven pm, there'll be some really interesting characters wondering about. I should I should imagine because Paul Kelly's playing Saturday night, I think, so that'll be a good do. Oh, good. Fantastic. Yeah, let's go and do that then. And so if, uh, you go and get to your beer. I'm going to go and, well, I'm, I'm on the Chamomile Tea today after my week of editorial. Uh, editorial uh, Auntie Douglas and her Chamomile Tea. Oh, bless. Exactly. Yes. With a cat. Aye. Right then. Right, okay. You uh, have a uh, good week and I shall catch up with you in due course. All right, we'll aim for next Saturday from uh, Showground, then that should be all right. Right, no worries. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.